0: For all the info, head over to bit.ly forward slash mouth to mic. That's bit.ly forward slash mouth to mic. Welcome to the Voice Coach Podcast here for all your speaking voice training and guidance. My name is Nick Redman, and I am offering you all sorts of nuggets of wisdom on how to keep your voice in good working order and a true representation of who you are. So if you're a podcaster, presenter, actor, speaker, or voiceover artist, or a general voice geek, you're in good hands. Shall we get started? Hi, VoicePal. Thanks for coming back again. This episode is a wee topic that's popped up a few times recently and although it's more sort of a public speaking coaching than a voice coaching topic, I suppose. For me, the solutions are very much linked to a few elements of voice training. So I wanted to offer my thoughts to those of you out there with this thought process. Oh God, I say erm and uh and uh so much when I'm speaking. (laughs) It's a very common hang up. It came up in a Facebook group this week. I think it was a podcast group of some kind. So this episode is all about how to reduce ums and ahs and erms and filler sounds or filler words during speaking. So firstly, let's address why we may put those filler noises into our speech because I always think that's the first thing to do, the why. Well, they're thinking sounds, aren't they? They happen when our brains are looking for or locating the next part of our thought. You know, the next thing we want to communicate. We all have to think when we're speaking. (laughs) Uh, Oh, well, hang on. Maybe that's not quite true. Maybe if you've scripted what you're saying word for word and you're reciting it word for word, you know, you don't have to think in the same way. You just sort of read what's there. And that's a totally legitimate way to solve this issue, by the way. You know, if the instance in which you're speaking suits that delivery, crack on, just do it word for word. But not all speaking situations suit that podcasts for example often require a more conversational delivery you know even if it's just a solo presented podcast like this one hello to one listener your good self hey how are you so anyway aside from the scripted style we all have to think when we're speaking it's what we do day to day we think a lot of the time you don't know you're doing it but you do you think about what you're going to say so i want to offer this as a first idea not all ums and ahs and filler words are bad not all ums and ahs and filler words actually need to be eliminated. Fuck oh, jupers, sure I've ummed and ad all over the place in this podcast, I'm sure. And people still listen, you know, to very much. We as listeners, and I think this is important to remember, you know, we're used to hearing hesitation sounds and filler words. I mean, I say you know and like and look and hear and come on and now all the time. They're filler words, but you know... We still understand what people are saying and we still enjoy listening to people. A lot of the time it's accent related as well, you know. (laughs) There I go. I could have said a lot of the time it's accent related and just stopped, (laughs) but I didn't. I said, you know, because that's very Northern Irish. So let's just reframe it to start with, right? Uh, You know, I think there's a lot of power when working on any speech and voice feature in just sort of reworking how we view them to start with. We always view things... Negatively, we always frame things as a terrible, terrible thing, mainly because people out there fucking tell us how awful it is and, you know, get in the sea, <laughs> keep your opinion to yourself. But if we can just reframe it for ourselves, view something more inquisitively with a slightly more positive outlook, it allows us a freer approach to improvement and development or total elimination, if, if that's your ultimate goal. So we're going to reframe it. Filler words and ums and ahs are not all bad we all do them. And sometimes they suit just fine. Now, the next thing is thinking why we put them in when we're thinking. I mean, in actual conversations between people, filler words are sort of our way of letting the listener know we're not finished. (laughs) Uh, There's often an underlying fear that someone will just jump into the pause and crack on with their point. Rude, but it happens a lot with women, but I have seen it with men too. And in most public speaking, let's just think about this, most public speaking situations where people feed back to me on having issues with filler sounds are actually situations where the speaker has the floor, i.e. no one is going to interrupt because they're not allowed to or they can't. So that's a really good thing to remember as a second point here. There's no one to interrupt if you're on stage presenting at a conference. You've got the microphone. There's no one to interrupt me now while I do this, la 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 la, (laughs) when I record this podcast. I mean, that's such a trait when you're the mother of a chatty four-year-old and never get to finish a sentence usually. That's the only reason I do this podcast. (laughs) So really, you don't need those filler words. You don't need to fill those thinking moments with any sound to hold the room. You can just, if you need a moment, you can just use the pause. The pause. (laughs) Use it. This is me demonstrating using the pause. <laughs> Tip 1: Use the the pause, use the pause. <laughs> it's nice, isn't it? Joking aside, there is like real power in that pause. Pauses are amazing as a speaker. You know, they can tease the listener. They can startle the listener. They can they can give the listener necessary time to process a powerful statement, or they can just be for you to breathe. <laughs> <laughs> which we also need for speaking. And that's where this sort of public speaking skill training element connects with voice training. The breath. A great way to break a habit like these ums and ahs and likes and you knows, if they're inappropriate in how you're speaking, uh, is to pop another way something in. Pop another habit in there instead. So, what we can do to fill that huge gaping, feels like it's an hour long silent pause that will feel terrifying because you're not used to it, you can breathe. Do it with me out, in. And that in-breath is actually my impulse for the next thought. That's why this is so perfect. Breath is where our thoughts happen. We need the breath. This is a great episode actually to stick in after the last one, episode, episode 13, which was about breath awareness. You know, I introduced the idea of allowing a moment for the in-breath to happen for you. The idea that if you breathe out or use the breath you have and leave a moment, your body will breathe in for you. So here's your second tip for reducing ums in speaking. Next time you have that urge to make a sound while you're thinking, replace that sound with an out-breath. Then release the abs and let that breath drop in nice and low to fill you up. And that's the fuel for the thought you've been searching for or reaching for or waiting for. That's the impulse or the inspiration to speak. It's nice, isn't it? In-breath, inspiration. Perfect. So use the pause, fill it with an out-breath, let your thought collect on that in-breath, which is how our brains and voice mechanisms work subconsciously anyway, and then continue with your speech. Happy days. I think there's a wee mention here in the power of the body and exploring this issue too, though, you know, when we have physical freedom in the body and stability or grounding, as it can be called, and efficient alignment, which you can learn about in episode eight. <laughs> then our breath actually flows more easily and our thoughts come more freely if our body feels confident in how it is physically. So it's worth assessing the body position when you're speaking. Start from the ground up, feet hip-width apart, with the weight evenly distributed over the fronts and the backs of the feet. Release the knees a wee bit, let the spine be long, allow the neck to be free and don't sort of jut your chin towards the mic or the audience. And look, you could do worse than a bit of an old body warm-up before you present too, even if it's just a wee shimmy and a spine roll or some neck stretches or some shoulder rolls. Oh, actually, which I've got an episode on episode 12. It's all about physical release. So check that out. Gosh, it's like i planned this. <laughs> That's worked out quite well, considering this was a impromptu responsive episode to what I've seen out there this week. Okay, look, I could go into things as well, like, you know, making sure if you're writing a speech that it's written to be spoken out loud and not written just to be sort of read in your head like a book, because that can really help with the flow of thoughts and help you inhibit the need for those filler words. And I could probably also talk quite a bit about pacing generally and helping this umming and eyeing issue because if you can find a slower pace to your speech, you're less likely to need those moments to reconnect with your own thoughts. You know, you're less likely to run away with yourself because you'll be giving your brain adequate time to find that next line or the answer to the question you've been asked or your new exciting idea. But sometimes speaking slowly isn't right for the delivery or the style or your accent or your personality and, you know, sometimes it's just too hard and there's too much to think about. So let's just recap from here. Not all filler words need to go. They're natural and we use them day to day and we're used to listening to them. So give yourself a break. We all use filler words to think. Nobody can say they never use them. You know, we all have to think. So once again, give yourself a break. They're not always the enemy, no matter what some agent on the internet tells you. Number three, use the pause. It's really powerful for so many reasons for you as a speaker and really useful for the listener, actually, too. Number four, replace those filler um ah words and sounds with an out breath, ready for your next thought fueling in breath. And number five, give your body some attention. Free it up a little bit and explore the idea of grounding and stability in whatever speaking situation you find yourself in. Fab, okay. There are some great previous episodes to support a lot of this, like I've mentioned, so I've linked to them all in the show notes for your convenience. Enjoy. Give it a go next time you're speaking and, uh, well, let me know how you get on. If you find this show useful as well, And you happen to stumble into Apple and you want to do a cheeky wee review, then happy days. That's always great. But, you know, I'd be just as delighted if you share this with a pal or your entire workplace. Great. (laughs) Okay. Thanks for listening. Chat uh, soon. Um, I suppose, like, probably. um, So we will, maybe. Uh, Right. Okay. Uh, Bye. (laughs) Thanks for listening to The Voice Coach Podcast. For even more support with your speaking voice, head on over to our free community, The Voice and Accent Hub on Facebook. See you in there.